another quack cast it is the 183rd it was originally written january 2016 2016 and is called the fog of medicine i often get called on to be a diagnostician the referring physician is uncertain what is going on in the patient often a fever of unknown origin and they call me to help figure it out sometimes i do sometimes i don't you can read more about that on the Pus Whisperer 1 and 2, both volumes available on Amazon.com. Can't pimp yourself? What's the point in having a podcast? Making the correct diagnosis is not easy, even after 35 years in the biz. The classic phrase is the fog of war, but the fog of medicine is equally confusing. In retrospect, sometimes the diagnosis becomes clearer, but in real time, it is so easy to be wrong and so difficult to be correct. I remember the first case of my career. A patient developed neutropenia, a low white count, from a sulfa antibiotic and over the next two weeks went into multi-organ system failure and died. At autopsy, it was discovered he had miliary tuberculosis. I totally missed the diagnosis, despite all the tests, including liver and bone marrow biopsies before he died. A decade later, the case was presented at conference about a patient with a fever who went into multi-organ system failure and died. At the time of the conference, I had zero recollection of the case from a decade earlier, but I knew this was a case of miliary TB based on the data presented, although it was far from a textbook case. After the conference, the presenter let me know that it had indeed been my case, the one I had missed all those years ago. I was 10 years wiser in my medical career and more aware of the subtleties and variations of disease presentation. Experience has made me a somewhat better diagnostician, or so I hope. Making the diagnosis of a common presentation of a common disease should be simple, but patients rarely have the decency to read the textbooks, and we are more likely to see an uncommon presentation of a common disease, a common presentation of an uncommon disease, and most dreaded of all, an uncommon presentation of an uncommon disease. I still have difficulty making the correct, accurate diagnosis on patients, and so often I am left with the best probability based on often incomplete and contradictory data. I could make an accurate diagnosis on every patient, but for some reason they are hesitant to allow an autopsy before death. <laughs> Go figure. Being in a teaching hospital, not only do I need to teach residents about diseases, but how I get to the diagnosis. I think my time in the skeptical world has made me a better physician as I am aware of the various cognitive biases that make us poor thinkers. I like to use observations on spiraling empiricism, its causes, allure, and perils with particular reference to antibiotic therapy as a good infectious disease example of cognitive biases and try and apply its lessons to myself and to my teaching. There has been a recent focus of late on diagnostic error by physicians as a source of patient harm, and the numbers are remarkable. Quote, about 5% of adults who seek outpatient care annually suffer a delayed or wrong diagnosis. Postmortem research suggests that diagnostic errors are implicated in one of every 10 patient deaths. Not every death is scrutinized, however, so the findings can't be generalized to all hospital patients. Chart reviews indicate that diagnostic errors account for up to 17% of hospital adverse events. Diagnostic errors 
are the principal cause of paid malpractice claims and are almost twice as likely to end in the patient's death than claims for other medical mishaps. They also represent the biggest share of total payments. Those numbers do not surprise me. As Barbie said so well, medicine is hard. There are systems reasons for making the wrong diagnosis that boil down to too much data and too little time to process it. The use of the electronic medical record was supposed to help solve some of these issues. (laughs) Oh God, I kill me sometimes. There are knowledge deficits. We tend to diagnose what we know and miss the diseases of which we are unaware. Knowledge deficits are, of course, correctable by education. (laughs) Oh God, I kill me again. I once had a case of a young female with fevers, severe joint and muscle pains, high white count, and a sed rate of 120, who I saw in the clinic as an add-on on a Friday. She was sick, but I had no idea with what. I thought maybe endocarditis, I wasn't sure, so I admitted her and left for the weekend. When I returned on Monday, she had been discharged. Well, what'd she have? I asked the hospitalist. Oh, she responded nonchalantly, as if it were oh so obvious it was Stills disease. And upon review, it was a textbook case. If I had ever read the textbook, I didn't remember it. I totally missed the diagnosis. Even more annoying is I missed another case about three months later. Needless to say, I always consider stills now, but one of the odd medical phenomenon is how often you see your first case of a disease shortly after you learn about it. And I so hate the Bader-Meyhoff phenomenon. But it makes me wonder how many similar cases I had missed in the past. But the why and how of misdiagnosis are, I suspect, much deeper than the lack of knowledge and systems problems. As skeptics know all too well, humans are fundamentally poor thinkers. We have evolved to survive reality, not to understand it, and the biggest problem with making the correct diagnosis is probably being human. I think the IOM is going to have their work cut out for them. Last week, I attended a Grand Rounds that was an excellent review of the cognitive biases as applied to medical diagnoses. Skeptics are well aware of these cognitive biases, but it was interesting to hear them in the context of making a medical diagnosis. One nice review has 32 biases as applied to medical decision-making. All of them are medical examples of cognitive errors and shortcuts we use every single day. The issue, of course, is how to get physicians to not only recognize these biases, but recognize that the biases apply to them as well. There is that impenetrable reality distortion field generated by the Dunning-Kruger effect with which to contend. Perhaps more AI computer support would help. I Google slash PubMed everything I see, and I often get ideas and directions I would not have otherwise considered. Perhaps crowdsourcing diagnoses will help. Perhaps edumacating physicians on cognitive biases. The best bet, I think, is to use CRISPR technology to build humans with improved cognitive abilities. A first and critical step to building the zombie super soldier army I so want to be in charge of. Or is that just me? Quote, the problem is that cognitive error is high-hanging fruit and difficult to get at, and there will be a tendency to pursue more readily attainable goals. Real solutions to cognitive diagnostic errors lie in the shadow, and they may be difficult to find. As I say, medicine is hard, and solutions to some problems may lie at the heart of being a human being. 
But that's medicine. How about scams? How do you reduce diagnostic errors when the whole field of practice is fundamentally based on unknowing application of every single cognitive bias? In medicine, we see the 32 biases of clinical decision-making as a problem. Scam must deny them to even exist. To recognize them as applicable means the end of alternative medicine. The alternative medicine world is notorious for how multiple practitioners are unable to reach the same diagnosis when presented with the same patient. TCM practitioners can't agree. Chiropractors can't agree. Acupuncturists can't agree. And naturopaths, they proudly declare that they have no standard of care. Can't agree. The entire field of integrative alternative complementary medicine is based on making the wrong, often imaginary, diagnosis and then running with it. No need to worry about cognitive biases in the world that is the medical equivalent of Lake Wobegon, where all the diagnoses are correct, all the therapies are effective, and all the providers are above average. Medicine may be plagued by misdiagnoses and its consequences, but we have some hope that these issues can be corrected or at least ameliorated. Scam is defined by misdiagnoses and its consequences. I wonder, will the Institute of Medicine ever tackle that problem? Eh, bet not. And that ends the 183rd Quackcast. Go to edgydoc.com for links to my growing multimedia empire. The references are at sciencebasedmedicine.org from the January 26, 2016 article, The Fog of War. And don't forget the critical of importance of writing me glowing reviews on iTunes. My fragile yet ravenous ego demands it. Thanks for listening. Bye.